Hello, 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 and welcome to Courageously Kind. I'm Maddie. And I'm Liz. We're twin sisters and best friends. Together, we share stories of especially kind humans doing especially kind things in hopes that these conversations motivate and inspire you to be kinder to yourself and others. When we're not speaking with an incredible guest, we'll speak directly from our hearts about what it means to us to be courageously kind. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Courageously Kind. Today, we are going to be exploring the world of social media influencers. In the past few years, the term influencer has become a phenomenon on all social media platforms. For sure. According to a recent study, 57% of Gen Zers said they would like to become an influencer if given the chance. We're starting out as a way to share photos between family and friends and now turning into a multi billion dollar industry. Yeah, so today we're going to be exploring whether or not we think social media influencers have a positive or a negative impact on our society. Mm. Big question. Yeah. Think back to your first sort of like encounter with mm. like influencers. I think influencers kind of came from like reality TV mm-hmm. sort of thing. We could talk all day about like the reality TV show to social media influencer mm-hmm. pipeline. Yeah. Um, but what was the like sort of first reality show or influencer esque thing that you experienced? You know, I think it was definitely on, like, cable TV. Yeah. And I think back to, like, The Duggars, mm, mm-hmm. TLC shows, mm-hmm. like, Little People, Big Worlds, mm-hmm. like, some kind of that abnormal family dynamic. Yeah, interesting. I think it was really, like, single digits young. Yeah. Really young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we've been exposed to this kind of, like, reality Mm. not but not really real persona for so long yeah i wonder when like reality tv shows really first started like i'm not sure the history behind that that would be something interesting i guess to look into Mm -hmm. for sure yeah i really think that this is where social media influencers kind of came from yeah i agree but really when we're talking about influencers how do you define that term yeah this i think is kind of a complicated question because i think it's always changing all the time but Mm -hmm. a social media influencer to me in my head is someone who sort of has like a platform online and the, the term influencer i think sort of suggests i guess that they that they maybe do brand deals, mm. that they sort of do like endorsements. So they sort of are trying to influence the people that they follow, whether it is to buy a product and they make a commission or, you know, they're trying to influence, you know, I think a lot about it in like business terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really just anyone on the platform that is trying to inf- like make an impact, yeah. you know, whether that be in terms of business mm-hmm. or not you know kind of hard to define to be it honest is. it's such a vague broad term and it's used in so many different ways now too. right right for sure i guess the million dollar question is do you see influencing as a legitimate career right there are people out there who maybe started as bloggers and now have instagram pages or people that just you know jump right into social media they're making this a career they're making their livelihood and they're feeding their families Mm -hmm. because of the brand deals that they do on social media. Do you think that influencing is a legitimate career? Well, you know, I am going to say yes. Okay. I think of an influencer as a freelance salesperson. If that makes sense, it's someone that's selling products Mm -hmm. to their audience Mm -hmm. and not really connected maybe with one company. Mm -hmm. So I I do think it is legitimate. Yeah. 
That being said, is it the most respectable? I think those are two different questions. Mm, interesting, um, yeah. I think consumerism has gotten so out of hand. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it too. But I think influencers are a, a big driving factor in consumerism. I mean, look at the Stanley Cup, yeah. right? Like, people on Instagram or TikTok that have hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of followers post all the time about their Stanley Cups and now... You know, it's it's this big phenomenon and everybody has to have it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess that brings us to our next question of yeah. do we think influencers have a positive or negative impact on us viewers? So I think again, this is another complicated question. I think it comes down to what what sort of things they post, mm-hmm. what their intentions are, and sort of how they're presenting themselves mm-hmm. and how they treat other people online. I, I don't think that influencers are necessarily necessarily all negative right I don't think that they're all you know super villains that want us to yeah Yeah. that want us to spend all our money or Mm -hmm. or, you know spend it on things that are unethical or that Mm -hmm. sort of thing um I really think when you build a platform that big it's really all about what you do with it Mm -hmm. right I think influencers have the power to you know raise a lot of money for a charity or Mm -hmm. draw attention and awareness to a specific issue so I don't think it's all negative but I agree with your your point on consumerism and the reservations you have about that for sure. Yeah. You know, I think I, I agree. It's all it's kind of like social media. Yeah, it's all based on how you use it and your intentions behind why you're using it. Right. Yeah. Would you want to be an influencer? Is that something that you aspire to be? I cringe at the term a little bit. Really? Yeah. Just because, as much as I do think it, it could be a legitimate career. Right. I question how respectable it is, and I question the motives behind. You know, sometimes you see this person selling this product, and you're like, do you really use that product? Do you really like that product? But by your own definition, if they're just a freelance salesperson, it doesn't mean that they necessarily personally endure it. But I guess if they're presenting it on their own personal mm-hmm. Instagram page, that's a different story, right? Yeah. It's not just like you're clocking in for a job and you're selling a product, whether mm-hmm. or not you actually use the product. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, I don't know, I think posting it on your personal sites makes it a little bit more personal. And again, yeah. like if you don't agree with the company's mm-hmm. ethics or you don't even support the product itself, like it sort of feels dishonest a little. A little bit. So I, I personally would like to shy away from being called an influencer. Yeah. I don't love that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I think something about influencers that sort of like sparks in my head um, is the, the fact that a lot of people that have really big platforms online post all the time, mm-hmm. right? It seems like there's very little like boundaries about what people post and what they don't post. We were just talking about this the other day. There are TikTok live streams of people just sleeping. That's weird. They, they literally live stream their entire lives. That's crazy. And it just starts, I don't know, that feels invasive to me. Mm-hmm. I wonder, too, like the mental health mm. impacts that mm-hmm. this will have. Social media hasn't been around for more than 20, less, yeah. like less than two decades. Yeah. Like we haven't really learned the long-term effects yeah. of these apps yeah. and what they're doing. Yeah to our brain yeah i don't think it's good though yeah fill yourself sleep for the world it it feels invasive (laughs) yeah
it definitely feels invasive and i think too that that ties up in privacy concerns yeah and boundaries on social media yeah how much of your life do you feel comfortable sharing and are you worried about some privacy boundaries being crossed definitely i i so i, I believe my instagram is private mm-hmm. um and my facebook i think facebook is as well mm-hmm. um I, I do have concerns about sharing certain parts of my life, you know, like important information like my address mm. and, of course, my banking information right. and that yeah. sort of thing. Like, <laughs> I really do get nervous about, like, anything that has to do with that mm-hmm. um, online. And I think I think it's weird because, you know, we have this podcast and we are trying mm-hmm. to build relationships with our listeners for sure. But I think it's important to understand that, like, online relationships and real person relationships are different things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the podcast Instagram is public, but our personal accounts Mm -hmm. are private. And I think that's just a little way that we're sort of taking ownership of our social media Mm -hmm. um, and trying to keep some things of our life private. Yeah. 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 Privacy is, is huge, I think. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about privacy on social media? What are your thoughts on it? You know, I think, you know... I try not to get too, like, wrapped up in it. I yeah. think it can get very scary very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you were saying, I love having my own personal social media private. Mm-hmm. And being able to filter who sees, you know, posts, like, where I've been, where I'm going. Yeah. Like, just try to be very vigilant. Yeah. Of when you're posting something online. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a middle school, like, Like a PSA. Yeah. But really, when you're posting something online, it's no longer yours. Right. You really no longer own it anymore. Right. So just being aware and mindful, I think, goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. This brings us to another topic uh, um, that we sort of touched on when you talked Mm -hmm. about, like, family shows and that sort of thing. Shows that highlight families. There's this phenomenon on, like, YouTube and Mm -hmm. Instagram right now of family vloggers, right? Mm -hmm. Parents that sort of vlog their whole lives, including the lives of their children. And this can be really controversial. There have been several counts of, like, child abuse that has been exposed because of family vloggers. What do we think about about family vlogging? Is it unethical? Is it unethical to show your kid's face on the internet? What do we think about that? Mm. I think vlogging, and especially vlogging every minute of your life, mm-hmm. becomes unethical. Yeah. I think you get into consent issues mm-hmm. with children. Children online is just a whole other kid of worms. Like, I think parents can never be too cautious when it comes to internet safety for their kids. That being said, I do think that it is the parent's decision mm-hmm. how much, you know, in terms of, like, photos or covering their face, mm-hmm. how much they want to show online. Yeah. You know, I've seen it done both ways of, you know, parents that never show their kids' face until they're mm-hmm. old enough to consent for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I've seen parents that their social medias are private, they know who's following them, mm-hmm. and they post pictures of their kids. Yeah. I don't think either way is right or wrong. I yeah. think it's a very personal decision. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think filming every part of their life, especially embarrassing parts, yeah, right? Yeah. Kids having a meltdown, they are not going to want it on the internet 20 years later. Forever, yeah. 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 And I think that really, again, goes back to intention of, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Are you using your kid to get views and then ultimately to get money? Yeah. Dicky. Yeah, it is. Do you think, because vlogging kind of gave belonging, right. right? So do you think belonging is any better? 
I think it depends, like you were mm-hmm. saying, but I think there's a difference between writing about your family and filming your family, mm. right? I think, again, like, no kid wants an embarrassing story immortalized on the internet forever, mm-hmm. but I think there is a difference between, you know, like, writing up a story about your family or a family trip or yeah. that sort of thing and, like, shoving a camera in their face 24-7, for sure. Definitely. Blogging feels like a little bit more... Yeah, a little less invasive. Ethical, a little less invasive. Mm. For Definitely. sure. Yeah. Definitely. Coming back to boundaries to kind of sum up influencing and boundaries mm-hmm. and working on social media. Yeah. Kind of like work life boundaries. Yeah. Do you feel that you can be on social media and uphold certain boundaries that you want to set? Definitely. But I think it takes a level of mindfulness. Mm. And I think that's the point we really want to drive home here is being mindful Mm -hmm. about what you share on social media and what you consume too, Mm -hmm. right? If you see a post from somebody that has hundreds of thousands of followers Mm -hmm. and they're posting about this product, maybe think twice about, you know, their intentions Mm -hmm. and their authenticity. Um, Also, just being mindful of what you choose to share on social media too. I think it can be tempting when you see these people sharing every single aspect of their lives on the internet all the time to want to do the same thing but again the internet is forever mm-hmm. maybe you don't want that embarrassing story about mm-hmm. you know whatever on your facebook for all of eternity so just yeah. yeah i think mindfulness about what you're consuming and what you're posting as well goes a long way definitely Sometimes topics like this can get a little bit heavy concerning boundaries and privacy. Yeah. So if any of the things we talked about raise some negative or anxiety emotions, don't panic. <laughs> like Maddie was saying, it's all about mindfulness. Absolutely. It's all about making sure that you're just aware of your actions online and the consequences that they may have. So don't panic. Mm-hmm. Don't throw away your phone. Unless you want to, <laughs> then go for it. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay if you share things on social media. It's okay if you're very open. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Bottom line, don't panic. Yeah. It's all about what you make it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you back here real soon. Bye. Bye. We'd like to give a huge thank you to Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting for their support of Courageously Kind. Anna Waltz is a family-owned landscape contracting company in Berks County that has served Pennsylvania for over 35 years. If you're ready to get your landscaping project started, visit AnnaWaltzLandscape.com or call 610-916-7070. Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting, beautifying Pennsylvania one yard at a time. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, or anyone you think might like it too. And if you want to support the show, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Or check out our merch store at courageouslykind.org. Take good care, and we'll see you back here real soon.